0: Mm. Uh, and something we always live by is: it's way easier to turn a comedian into a marketer than it is to turn a marketer into a comedian.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ecom Growth Show. Let's go. Well, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ecom Growth Show. Today we have with us Kent Lloyd, and he is a director over at the Harmon Brothers University. And so we have a few questions for him today. He's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, what they do and some of their um, just thoughts on on videos and ads. And And we're excited to have a fun conversation before we got started here. You know, his Zoom screen popped up and he was doing this kick that was well, well above his head. So quick fun fact on you. Uh what was that all about? What, uh, <laughs> how can you kick uh, that high? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> how lots of stretching and lots of practice. Uh, the, the real answer is I've been uh, working as a stunt coordinator for the last 12 years. Um, so I've gotten into probably 10 to 12 different martial arts over my life, but I've been really sticking Dang. together uh, with Taekwondo and Krav Maga and Jiu Jitsu. And I'm working my way up to uh, a black belt in both Krav and Taekwondo uh, next summer.
1: Holy smoke. That's
2: crazy. Something about a uh, stunt coordinator sounds like the most epic job in the world. What <laughs> What does that even entail? I don't even know.
0: It is so much fun. <laughs> um, like, I kind of grew up in the, the theater world. And for some reason, like theater people, like, kind of weirded me out, even though I was in it for so long. <laughs> um, and there was just something awesome about, like, coordinating fights and getting people to um, – to do things that like uh, traditionally they wouldn't have done. Um, and trying to like tell the story physically without having to emphasize on words so much.
3: Um,
0: but a lot of the work comes into, all right, especially with like work with commercials, here's a script, here's a stunt that we need. And I go, okay, how do I make this safe? Um, and how can we also get the full range of body movement without hurting the actor? Mm. Do we need a stunt double? Do we need specialized gear for it? um, the the vast majority of what I do is making people fall.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's is what oh, I got to ask one more on that. <laughs> is the, is there one stunt in particular that stands out above them all that you're just like Ooh. is epic to you? I'm sure there's a lot of them that I
0: would have, that I would like to do or that I have done.
2: Let's let's do that you have done, then let's go to what you would like to do.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so the. Around April, May, I got to work on a, a film with Pat Walsh. Yeah, he worked on all three John Wick movies. Um, and uh, he got me to do my first car hit. Oh, so no way. So I had to, I basically, I did like this this Mexican standoff with a car where we were both like sitting there revving our engines. Um, and uh, it was just me standing in the middle of the street. There's no, I wasn't in a car, but I was staring off with this other person. And then uh, she revved up and just, blew through me and then she stopped as hard as she could she could and then i just flew right off the the hood of the car and then i rolled a bunch of times
1: <laughs> holy <laughs> smokes did that's you, pretty wild yeah. did you come away unscathed or any broken
0: bones um, on that one <laughs> no no broken bones like it's fairly normal as a stuntman to come away with uh, bruises and scrapes and yeah. stuff like that yeah uh, my, my rule is bruises and, and bumps uh, are okay broken bones and lacerations are not <laughs> Or concussions, no concussions.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could um, see that being a big but one. But yeah, I, I definitely
0: came away with a couple of good bruises on my <laughs> hips and, and, my, and my legs, but uh, I was wearing pads the entire time. It was like, I was safe.
2: Wow, dude, that's wild.
0: Um,
1: All right, and how about-
0: I, I do want to do- Yeah, here we go. That one, I really want to do a fire burn. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> where like, it, it, it's apparently like one of the coldest experiences you'll ever have um, because you're just, you're gooped up And you sit like that for like 45 minutes to an hour before you actually get lit on fire. And you're only on fire for typically 10 to 20 seconds before they put you out. Wow.
2: But you have a bunch of goop on your body. That's what you're saying.
0: Yeah. So what they do is they, they've got a chemical retardant uh, effectively where you won't get burned. So they lather up your entire body and they put a pair of clothes over the top of that. And then they lather you up again, put a second pair of like long Johns on top of that. And then you put on your actual costume that's actually going to get burned. And then on top of that, they actually put the accelerant that actually like goes huge. Holy because normal Lord. flames don't get that big. So they have right. to put lots of highly flammable stuff on top of you. Um, and if you're bald, it's okay because you can just goop up your head. And then the fire goes <laughs> on top of that. But if you're not bald, <laughs> you have to wear a ski mask. And the danger there is that if you are on fire for too long and if you've been in it for too long, you can start to sweat. And then the fire uh, starts to evaporate your sweat and then give you third degree burns on the inside. Oh. Um, and so it's it's very, very dangerous. But as long as you've got the right training, you've got the right people around you, you've got the right signals going on because you can't talk.
2: Yeah, I can imagine. You,
0: the goop is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so your signal is you just drop down to the floor, uh, keep your face head down so the flames are going this way rather than into your face. And then yeah. they, they put you out.
2: Wow. Well. Dude, that would be so much anticipation, like knowing you're going to get set ablaze. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a chance of third degree burns. I, I wouldn't like it. That's that's his dream job. <laughs> that's, his, that's, uh, that's awesome, crazy. dude.
1: Well, that, that actually kind of leads to my first question, which is, you know, I was going to ask, is this all more, is this something you're actually implementing at your work at the Harmon Brothers? Was it a side gig? But I guess my question is, what exactly do you do over at the company you're working with?
0: That is a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I'm the director of Harmon Brothers University. We create courses to teach other people how to make ads the way that we do. So people know us for Squatty Potty, Poopery, Purple, Chatbooks, Fix, the whole gamut of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a lot of fun um, because all of our ads follow a formula. Um, and we've got three or four different variants on ads that we do. Um, And it's just a matter of making sure that other people can get access to that formula and get the necessary reps to feel confident in writing Mm. well, because then we can follow the formula, but can you write it up to a competent level to actually convince other people? That's the question. Um, And so I, having been certified as an instructor for both uh, martial arts stuff, um, I also used to teach fifth grade for a while. Uh, I started applying what I learned there about pedagogy to the courses to actually make sure that people weren't just hearing tips from experts, mm-hmm. but rather getting courses to actually process and internalize the entire mm-hmm. thing. Um,
1: and and so yeah, it, That's
0: it, the majority of what I do.
1: Is it possible? Is that formula something that we can kind of discuss today a, a little bit yeah. and kind of start to get a, a summary of, I know to to get the full benefit of this, of course, you know, all of us are going to want to join some of your courses and learn how to unpack it. And like you said, get the reps to be able to make it possible. And we're always, you know, we, we try to do some funny ads for ourselves and our agency, but definitely not following a formula. Um, so it it would be really cool just to kind of like dive into that and get an overview. And then maybe through that, um, even if you wouldn't mind just sharing some examples of like where you've seen this be really successful, like some of your hall of fame ads and just point to some real life examples for us through the process would be awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, offhand, yeah, I'll try uh, Okay. First off, <laughs> we've got a seven-point structure that the most classic ads that you see from us follow. Okay. Um, and it goes, uh, we start with a the hook, then we go into the problem, then we move on to the solution, then we call people to action to make sure that they're actually buying the stuff, um, and then if that doesn't convince them, we move on to uh, resolving doubts and credibility and uh, establishing credibility. Uh, and then we call them to action again and then we have a little bit of an outro which allows them to have the time to process whether or not they want to click the button. Uh, that The outro is like literally the least important thing of the entire ad.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, so that's the basic structure that we follow. Um, now you can get really creative on how you want to follow that. <laughs> um, we've had some ads that uh, do it with just words uh, we've also kind of branched into uh, some new ideas about how to uh, how to go about that structure um, the one that like kind of first broke the mold was Lumi, where almost the entire thing was a musical um, and then on the second one we, we leaned even more heavily into the musical and I think <laughs> literally the entire thing is an actual musical. Um, which is insane um, and then, uh, even more recently, just like maybe a month ago, uh, we released another one for Lumi, um, that's, we tried to cram in as much of a Hallmark movie, Christmas movie
2: that is awesome. into
0: a six minute ad, which is like by and large, like nobody's running six minute ads.
2: Yeah,
3: I know.
0: But yep. the the rule on that one is as long as it's entertaining and engaging, people are going to stick around mm. because on social media, you're not paying by the second to get your ad in front of people. Mm-hmm. You're paying per view. Mm-hmm. So people are entertained and have them stick around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got to make fun of the Hallmark movie uh, genre while also making sure the entire sale was in there and trying mm-hmm. to make sure that people are. Were-
2: I haven't Why seen not? that one. I'm going to check that yeah. one out.
1: That sounds hilarious. So you guys, oh, it, good. It, it sounds like you have, um, you know, your, your biggest rule there is just making sure that the entire vid video is engaging, holds people attention. Do you have any types of, uh, rules of thumb where you're trying to say like, let's, let's try and get it in this time frame, but as long as it's engaging, we can break those rules of thumbs.
0: Yes. Um, so we shoot for certain things on our side. So our sprints. Uh, are basically what we try to aim for two to three minutes mm. it's the full structure but the reason why we try to cut it down to two to three minutes is because we pretty much strip out all of the normal humor and the world building and the character design that we would normally see in one of our bigger ads mm. um, and then for our hero lights or basically a hero junior um we go for three to four minutes and then for heroes we go for about four of five but sometimes they they get bigger but again the rule of thumb is as long as it's entertaining and engaging we're good to go and we used to judge that by um if people were laughing we knew it was engaging
3: mm-hmm. but
0: then that was the, the problem when we branched out into the whole musical genre mm-hmm. was people weren't laughing <laughs> but they were watching yeah and so that that's kind of changed the way that we've we've gone about um judging whether or not to keep a joke or to keep a couple of lines or, or uh, get rid of it altogether. Um, it's just, it's been fascinating to, to, to judge that because normally what we do is we get like maybe 10 to 12 people to watch the ad all at once and we video record them and then we graph their, their chuckles, their laughs or their like full on belly laughs. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a few musical numbers, it's like, Oh, well we just need to cut the entire ad because they're not laughing. Oh, mm-hmm. no, no, they are engaged we just need to create a different formula of how to judge a musical rather than humor.
1: Mm-hmm. So. so if I was in the program, maybe going through one of the courses and I was just trying to start to follow this structure and I kind of wanted to start crafting my hook. Would you mm-hmm. guys, do you guys normally start, do you start with just like a funny idea? Is it always based around humor or is the hook more related to the problem or how do you guys normally think through where to start?
0: That is an excellent question. Um, What we always, always, always start with is the research. And after we start with research and we have codified ways and like formulas about how to determine what is your top two to three problems that people actually care about? Because what Mm. you think it is as a product designer might not be actually what your people care about. Mm. Um, So after we've determined what that is, we write the problem and the solution section um, and then we do the doubts and credibility. And after we've written those three main things, then we go back and write the hook because then we kind of have determined what kind of world that we're going to be in for the ad and what kind of hook would play into the problem and solution even better. Mm. Cause everybody can make funny ideas, but then if you start with your hook and then you write everything else and you're like, Oh, our hook has nothing to do with the rest of to add. It's not really helpful. Yeah. So
1: that makes sense. And so what you guys are teaching people, this is correct me if I'm wrong. This is a way where people, um, you know, smaller product designers, maybe smaller e-commerce stores, online stores who maybe don't have a budget to go and hire the Harmon brothers to do all this for them. They're learning the skills and the Mm -hmm. principles that they need to be able to do this themselves. Is that, is that correct?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. So we, we not only teach how to write really, really small ads, something that you can make in a single day to bigger ads like what we do, uh, but you get to do it on your own budget and with your own creativity. Uh, we also teach how to market those ads the exact same way that we do to make sure that the, the virality that you see, uh, you can get for yourself. Um, and then we also have courses on humor and how to actually film and edit Mm. Uh, those ads by themselves because that's a whole nother art.
2: And yeah, that's what I was going to say. It seems like we're talking a lot about the writing of it, but the filming and editing portion is still a big piece of it, but Mm -hmm. is the writing. I mean, I I feel like a lot of creative people nowadays almost throw the writing out and they just start with the filming and editing and like, we'll just make something that looks good and it's going to go viral, Mm -hmm. but it feels like you got to start with a good script and writing and the hook is everything to speak to your audience from there. Uh, the video and production it kind of falls into place or almost becomes less important. It seems like.
0: Yeah. The, the model that we always follow at Harmon brothers is sales first art second. Mm. So even if it would be good, if it doesn't help build the sale or the credibility of your, your offer, it's worth leaving aside. It's worth mm-hmm. not even going there just to make sure that everything is either joking downstream or, uh, all the jokes still build to your credibility. All of the visuals still build to the efficacy of your product mm-hmm. or service.
1: What What would you say to somebody who's like, they have a, a an online store, they're really passionate about their brand, but they haven't necessarily developed a personality for their brand. Don't do much on social media. And they're really just trying to start to build this momentum, start to build out some more robust marketing, but they don't feel like, you know, maybe if I was a, uh, for example, I just had a great clothing brand and I wanted to start creating some ads that were engaging. And I'm like, this is, this is all great. Like I can see the structure and the philosophy, but how am I supposed to make this funny or engaging? Or how do I even go about starting to work that out for myself? If I'm just like a store who's really wanting to start to, to grow into, you know, big revenue levels.
0: Um, I think i think what you're really asking is a two-part question okay um first for somebody who's just starting up and need to start building brands and whatnot what i would first say is uh, we have a course called easy ads that sell goes over 15 different types of ads that you can make from your couch in a single day or two um and you like literally need almost no video editing experience in order to learn how to do it Mm -hmm. um I would start with a bunch of those ads to test out different messages to see what your audience actually is responding to. And then based Mm -hmm. off of which ads are the best performing, then you can uh, take that information and then apply it to a bigger script. Now, when you get to that bigger script, or if you're already ready for that bigger script, uh, the first thing you want to do when you're trying to develop that brand uh, voice is uh, your spokesman needs to be... Uh, somebody who personifies your actual target market. Mm. And so, if you can take that person and then put them in surprising situations, that's going to actually help build the humor. But then, everything else around them, you can either lean hardcore into the stereotypes or you can flip it on its head in a 180 degree version. Um, because, like, some brands are just really hard to talk about. Like, take Squatty Potty, for instance. Yeah. How do you talk about, hey, have this stool. It'll make you poop better. Like, <laughs> totally. <laughs> you can't do that. And you can't show people pooping. <laughs> like, you just can't do that. Um, so, one of the rules that we have is 180 degree thinking. So, like, okay, what is a visual of somebody who's pooping? And what is the exact opposite? So, poop is. Uh, solid slimy wh- or whatever versions of it you want to call. And it's not appetizing at all. It is not glorious at all. What is the exact opposite of that, but still falls into the same visuals? Well, we've contemplated yogurt. We ta- contemplated just water. Um, we contemplated ice cream. We're like, wait, ice. Everybody likes ice cream. And once you're <laughs> lactose intolerant, in which case you still like ice cream, you just deal. Can't with have consequences. It. <laughs> <laughs> Um so we said, okay, ice cream. How do we get to use ice cream on screen as poop? Okay, well, what would poop ice cream? Probably be a mythological creature. <laughs> what, what creature? The most would be most likely to poop that. And like, we went and did research, um, and unicorns pooping rainbows was the biggest thing. So we're like, okay, well, what if we made unicorns pooping rainbow ice cream? Problem solved.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny just to hear the thought process behind that because i've seen it and you know the ad it does it it works it it connects with me as a consumer but it's so cool just to hear you unpack the process of how you guys got there
0: yeah they're the the idea we also contemplated pudding but the problem was you don't want to use chocolate pudding because it's too close <laughs> to the actual visual. Yeah, yeah, You don't want to use vanilla pudding because that's too close to something else. <laughs> yeah, kind of look, looks like pus or other stuff. And you're like, eh, I don't want to, I don't want to see that. Um, and then water running through a hose or something like that. it, It's not thick enough. It doesn't mm. actually represent the actual issue. Holy. So people wouldn't make the connection in their head. I, My whole job as an advertiser is to make sure that my target audience isn't having to think at all Mm. during the ad. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be two steps ahead of them. I want to be holding their hand and walking them through the entire process. Mm.
1: And so does, do these principles mainly just work for product-based stuff or can it be service oriented as well?
0: Oh yeah. We've, we've uh, done several services. Uh, One of the ones that stands out the most to me is our uh, zero res ad. Uh, So it's a carpet cleaning service and their whole, their whole thing is they don't use chemicals to clean your carpet. They just use super high powered like, uh, water. And so, and then they also suck out the majority of the water. So it takes less time to dry and also your carpet stay cleaner because the chemicals that are in other carpet cleaners attract dirt after time, whereas they don't have that. Um, and that, the, that's an entire franchise. So a lot of those franchises mm-hmm. will use our ad, mm-hmm. uh, all over the nation, uh, to get that going. Uh, The only thing with services that make it a little bit harder is sometimes it gets really conceptual, like Mm -hmm. selling an HBU course. It's really hard to tell you exactly what you're getting when our product is video and workbooks, Mm -hmm. but you can do it. You just have to be more emphasizing on the graphics and you have to show the befores and the afters
3: mm-hmm.
0: you really lean to that. So the zero res one, you show a dirty carpet, you show a clean carpet.
3: Mm-hmm. You,
0: what we actually did for that one is we cut a, uh, one of the wands in half. So you could actually see the water going down the wand, cleaning the carpet and then getting sucked back up.
1: That's oh, pretty cool. Um,
0: gotcha. Which that's an entire engineering issue. But if again, as, as visual as you can make the whole thing, yeah. or if you can use a metaphor, to represent whatever problem you're trying to solve with your service and latch onto that metaphor, visually speaking, you're golden. Mm-hmm.
1: So we we work with e-commerce brands providing um, paid ad services and, and just help them build out their marketing, their paid ads on different platforms. And we typically, you know, we're, we're always testing different types of content throughout different touch points in the purchase process or the funnel or whatever you want to call it. Do you sure. guys... Um, do you, do you start with a video and a concept and you almost create a theme and then do you have any type of thought process towards what's appropriate at different places in the, the buying funnel or is it pretty much every video communicates what needs to be communicated start to finish every single time? Does that make it's sense?
0: The, it's definitely the latter. I think I understand what the question you're trying to say. Um, generally, we want to make videos that have the complete sale from somebody who's never heard of the product to i have to have this right now Mm -hmm. um and the reason why we do that is because of the retargeting uh, ads generally out of an entire video that's this long i can take several 15 to 30 second snippets from the ad and after somebody's seen the intro a couple times then i can hit them with the second or the third part with retargeting which are the shorter versions, which is kind of more what you're talking about with your, the, the first half of the question mm-hmm. is you can, you can hit those different snippets, trying to get them further and further down the funnel. Gotcha. Um, that's yeah, cool that, though.
2: But basically you're just showing them more and more of the video. If they I mm-hmm. uh, like that, that's awesome.
0: Cause the whole idea is a lot of people, they may only watch six to 10 seconds of your ad, but they'll right. only watch that first six to 10 seconds, 15 times. And so what's later in the video, you think, oh, they're, I'm just showing what they've already seen again. No, to them, it's brand new content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as you have – one thing that we usually live by is on the landing page, uh, as long as you have your full-length ad uh, roughly towards the top of your landing page, it's going to help tie the branding all together. Mm-hmm. So people know, oh, I am in the right place. I've seen something like this before or I've seen these types of visuals or this actor before. I'm in the right place. I can now read the, this landing page to actually uh, finish me on the sale. I love, that's actually something that people don't really realize is ads are great. But if your landing page sucks, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to sell a dang thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, totally.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's a complete ecosystem everybody has to depend on each other for that entire system because you also have to have your your email strategy in place to intertwine with your landing page and to also intertwine with your your video content strategy because sometimes you can pull some videos or you're retargeting videos to actually land in the email sequence or yeah like there it's we have an entire course on that (laughs) yeah yeah Um, totally and it's it's fascinating i love that stuff
1: so when it comes to people it, making marketing videos or marketing assets for their business, just this part specifically, what's one of the biggest mistakes you see people doing?
0: Ooh. Um, I don't know if this is the biggest, but it's probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, people going for shock factor. Mm. Uh, or people going that goes for both what they're doing on screen or the people that they cast. Um, I'm not going to throw this particular brand under the bus, um, but there's been an ad that I got from a company that I actually really liked their marketing, but there was one that they made where they got this girl in a ridiculously skimpy outfit. Oh. And I was just, it was just like hitting me in the face with like, oh, they're trying to just do a sex sells thing. And I'm sure Great. the ad did fine because I had... Well, more than a million views on it. Nobody mm-hmm. spends enough money to get a million views without it being successful. Um, and like the humor of the entire ad was not as funny as their other stuff. Mm. So the whole thing was made, it felt cheap in my mind as a result. Um, I think that's also something that uh, a lot of people. Uh, obviously everybody's got different uh, senses and taste when it comes to comedy Um, but shock jokes work really well for live performances and for like improv comedy Mm -hmm. because it's uh, the more shocking you can be the more people think that you're funny for thinking of that on the spot but the problem is if that video is going to play on your Facebook feed for a month (laughs) and you see the same shock it's going to get really old it, it totally. gets so old whether it, rather than if you make something clever yeah. then people are going to want to go back to that joke over and over and over again mm-hmm. which is why people are totally fine listening to stand up comedians because they've rehearsed and honed their craft over and over and over again they're always more than happy to go back and watch their comedians mm-hmm. but they're not going to go back and watch an improv comedy performance on a video
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah because it's just not funny anymore <laughs>
1: Right. When I when I think of the Harmon Brothers, I'm always thinking it, it's just funny. Like I'm always thinking that there, there's a lot of humor tied into what you guys do. Um and and I guess I just want to ask is that true? Is a lot of what you guys teach and what you do really centered around humor or is that just happens to be my experience with the Harmon Brothers?
0: <laughs> uh that is what we are known for. That's like the number one thing. Um I mean, we we're the guys who started actually kind of video advertising on social media we we were the guys who did the original Aura brush commercial mm-hmm. on youtube uh and as a result we actually worked hand in hand with youtube to create the five second skip button uh which is crazy to think about oh. um and like that ad back in the day was made back when the owners of harman brothers were just in college mm. crazy um, And so they themselves were kind of funny, but then when they made the next one, Poopery, they actually made sure to go hire actual comedians. So Mm. um, we took the marketers to make sure that the sale was there. And then we hired comedians to help punch up the jokes. Mm. Uh, And something we always live by is it's way easier to turn a comedian into a marketer than it is to turn a marketer into a comedian. Mm. Um, Something about youngest children in a family, just naturally having comedic gifts is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and people people who understand comedy understand the idea of payoffs. So if you can do uh, take a payoff and apply it to a problem solution, well, here's the thing. Here's, here's going to be your whole buildup to the giant payoff of the solution comedians just latch onto that. Like, Oh, I can run with this for days. Mm -hmm, Um, And then they just have to tailor their jokes to the audience, which if you know who your audience is, if you know, okay, I'm advertising to moms between the ages of 25 and 45 years old with children between the ages of three and 15, all of a sudden you go, all right, well, here's my gamut of jokes that I can really pick into and Mm -hmm. dive uh, straight for. So, uh, yes, comedy is, is where we live. Um, it's also kind of nice because we get to to pick our favorite comedians from uh, VidAngel Studios. Um, oh, sweet! They're just down the street from where we are, and so there there are literally times that I'll go uh, on a date to uh, a dry bar comedy special, and at the end of the at the end of the night, the ones that I really like, I'll go up to and say, "Hey, can I get your number? I'd really love to see what you can do for for some comedy on some of the ads that we got going on." And they're like, "Wait, really?" I'm like, "Yeah,
1: absolutely." Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty
0: cool. That's a good idea.
1: So uh, did you have a question? No, go for it, man. What kind of business owner would most benefit from, you know, maybe enrolling in the university versus just having somebody like get that service done for them by like the Harmon brothers?
0: Ooh, that is an excellent question. Like what's
1: the, what's the cutoff there?
0: I would say, for someone who is anywhere from a startup to making less than a million dollars a year, uh, from their, in their company in revenue, not in profit. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're making less than a million dollars a year, you are a fantastic fit for Harmon brothers university. Um, because that's the level where you're kind of really wanting to do things on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, and the nice uh, thing about that is we we want to level up entrepreneurs. We want to take you from zero sales to your million-dollar uh, revenue point. Because once you get to that point, then you're in a really good spot to work with us. And everything that you're used to in the process is our exact process. Like, we don't hold anything back in our courses. Mm-hmm. So by the time that you're ready for that, you know that you're going to be getting exactly what you want. Um, and we've got a track record. It's insane. Um, Mm. like with Lumi, we took them from a $1 million company to $32 million in the first year that we did ads for them. Wow. Like a 32 X is absolutely unheard. of. Especially at that level. Yeah. We, uh, the, one of the first ads that I produced here, uh, cuffed up it's lesser known humor is really stripped out of it. It's one of our sprint ads. Um, uh, it took them from, mm, I don't know if I can quote their exact numbers for NDA reasons, but I'll put it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, they went from very, very basic startup levels to 11 xing their brand wow. just by having a good solid sales structure in one of their videos. Dang, um, that's and they, awesome. They made back all of their money uh, that they spent on the ad within the first year.
1: That's so awesome. So how do you guys think about, um, this is something we're always trying to figure out. What's the line between being funny and just making a complete fool of yourself or or your brand? I feel like we're always playing with we're that. We're kind like, of flirting with the line. We, we have ideas, and uh, you know, some of them we just got to scratch because we're like. That's not productive. That's just that's just foolish. So I don't know if you guys have like a philosophy on that, but curious what your thoughts are. I don't
0: know if we have <laughs> a philosophy on that fully, but I think I do. Okay. Um, and it 100% comes down to your ego. Mm. Um, do you feel like you need to come across as super um, put together? Together And I don't want to say uptight, but like, do, do I want to be a lawyer professional or do I want to appeal to, to a bigger audience so that more people are comfortable working with me? Um, if you like a lot of humor can be self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're okay, making fun of yourself, go for it. The only <laughs> thing you don't want to do is undermine yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there, there there's a fine line between those two. Um, and I think like a really great example of that is uh Piff, the magic dragon. You guys familiar with him?
2: I um, am, but I'm not familiar with the ad.
0: Uh, so we didn't do an ad. For oh, him. okay. Uh, we, we have done some marketing help with him in the past, but I I've loved him for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was on uh, America's got talent and he goes on and then he intentionally chooses to lose. And the entire time, like he's like at the end of his audition, while they're giving him feedback, he just pulls out a banana and starts eating it to make it seem like he just doesn't care fully about like this, like if this is just the run of the mill for him, like mm-hmm. being on America's got talent is not that big of a deal for him. Whereas <laughs> for everybody. else, It's like, this is my life changing moment. Totally. The fact that he stands out different, the fact that he doesn't have to care about mm. his image because humor is part of his image actually added more flair and it added to his brand and it made it so that people wanted to see him more.
1: Mm. That's pretty people crazy.
0: remember who makes them laugh. Yeah. Plain and simple.
1: Boy Dan, we could really <laughs> lean into
2: that. <laughs> I'm glad you called us out on our egos too. That was uh, <laughs> that was good. I mean, that's
0: the that thing was, is like the humor is going to build up your ego anyway. Because if you start getting known to be the guys who know their stuff and you're funny,
1: there you go. even there more you people go. are going
0: to want to work with you.
1: Totally, cool. Well, that's super awesome. Um, anything else ab- that you'd like to share about uh, the Harmon Brothers University? How online store owners, or you know, anybody looking to beef up their marketing, anything that that they should know when thinking about this? And um, can you talk specifically about where they should go to get more information?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, our website is harmonbrothersuniversity com. It's um, very at the very very top. Uh, it sorts you out if you're. Right at the beginning of your phase, here's a product called easy ads itself. sell. You should go ahead and buy that. Uh, if you're kind of in the middle of stuff, uh, you've been around for a little while, but you just need a bigger boost and you need to figure out how to actually make sure that the marketing is going well of that ad. Uh, here's that middle product called uh, how to write and run Facebook video ads. And then our last thing is the super bundle, which takes everything that you've already learned and then takes it up to a 10. Um, and does and that super bundle
2: get. include everything? as well or is it better
0: um, it, to- mostly the only thing it doesn't uh include is the marketing piece and the super super easy ads okay um, so the biggest value that you're gonna get and I'll, I'll tell you a little secret right now um if you want to save the most money what i would do is buy the easy ads that sell course by itself and then go buy the write and run uh, how to write and run facebook video ads course uh because that gives you a hundred dollars off those two courses combined and then as a part of that checkout process, if you buy the super bundle uh, on top of that, you get an additional $500 off the super Ooh, bundle price.
2: Okay, there we so go. You get
0: $600 off. I might have um, to check
2: that out. Boys. Yeah, <laughs> a little insider secret.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Um, but yeah, if you, uh, another thing that we feature as a part of uh, all of our courses is you get direct feedback from us. Um, specifically, me. Like, if you if you want marketing help, I'll hit you up with my my landing page and with my my ad buying team. But if you want more creative type feedback, if you have a script that you're just like, oh, I don't know what to do with this, send it to me. I give feedback for all of my students. We actually have a a, a Facebook group um, that's private that's built for all of our students that they give feedback to each other, student to student basis, which is phenomenal. Mm. Um, and then you, we also chime in as well. And, uh, if you want our direct feedback, we give our direct feedback. So you're not just buying a course. You're actually also buying access to us as professionals simultaneously.
1: That's awesome. Then last question. This might, this might be uh feasible, might not be, but would it be at all possible for the video version of this podcast for us to put a clip of you getting hit by a car just to wrap this whole thing up? Is that something <laughs> we could arrange? <laughs> If you could point uh, us toward a
0: YouTube video or something and have our I guy throw it at the end of it. The official video has not been fully oh, edited. Okay. I can send you some cell phone footage of uh, one of the other extras behind set. That would uh, be epic.
1: Oh, my gosh. I uh,
0: got some stuff.
1: Well, no pressure, but if you can, We'd we would love it. Da- we would love it. <laughs> we'll buy all the courses yeah, I'll if send that to happens. you right
3: after this. All right.
1: Perfect. Well, thanks so much for hopping on. Uh, really awesome talking about you guys' formula for how to break this down. And I love just uh, the idea of taking a little bit of an intimidating idea and making it uh, pretty tangible. And then not only that, but providing a solution for people to be able to go out and do that. So thanks so much for hopping on with us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. This has been a great opportunity. I I look forward to seeing what you guys do from here. Heck Definitely. yeah.
1: Well, guys, <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed today's episode. And um, if you like what you saw, uh, go ahead, like, share or subscribe to this. And, uh, of course, if you guys want to check out Harmon Brothers University, we'll have all the links in the show notes. And we will catch you next time on the Ecom Growth Show.